Mac Perspectives Audio. Uh, today is obviously the championship games for the women's and the men's shooty hoops in the Mac in Cleveland. So congrats to Buffalo in advance before those games get underway. Um, and I, yes, I know I'm going to get old takes exposed on me because Bowling Green might win, but whatever. That's fine. Uh, congrats, Buffalo in advance. Wouldn't be the first time you both swept in, uh, in both brackets in the same day. Well, you know what I mean. But we have to talk about championships a little bit. Actually, I wanted to talk about Tyree Jackson, but I figured if today's going to be a potentially celebratory day for Buffalo, emotional one way or another, I don't want to talk about Tyree Jackson because I might not say all the great and cute and, I don't know, nice things to say about Tyree Jackson's game because I'm not as optimistic as the internet who hasn't really watched him all the time. I'm not as optimistic as them. As they say in uh, Eastern Michigan basketball fandom, I know better. I'm not going to fall for that. But since this is a, uh, a football podcast and today we're talking about championships, I kind of want to think about ways that uh, the Mac can improve its championship game. One easy one, obviously, just do a color rush. I don't understand why, in, in general, I don't know why teams have to wear white all the time. I think some teams look good in white uniforms, but why can't we just have color rush games all the time? But if we're not going to do it all the time, let's at least save it for the championship game. This past year would have been perfect for NIU. They could have wore, you know, red tops, black pants. Buffalo could have wore blue tops, white bottoms. And then the helmets, I don't really care what they would have done there. But that would have been the perfect red, blue, black, white color rush right there year before that, maybe it would have worked for Akron for to keep their whites. Western Michigan and Ohio, they could have worn green and black, or gold and green, or whatever. The three years I could understand running into a problem with Bowling Green and NIU with, you know, orange and red conflicting as hot colors, but, you know, whatever, you could see past that. They could have figured out a way to do a good color rush there. Um, or I'm sure they would just switch it up on their own and go white, whoever, but... Still, Team Color Rush there. Uh, let's go back to 2012, NIU, Kent State, easy. 2011, NIU, Ohio, easy. 2010, okay, this would have to, this would require, maybe someone just wears all black. NIU could wear all black, and Miami could have worn red and white. See? Fixed it up. Uh, 2009, easy, CMU in Ohio. 2008, easy Color Rush, Buffalo's Ball State. Year before that, easy, Miami, Central. The year before that, easy, Ohio, Central. You can do color rushes, guys. Come on. The Sun Belt's doing it. The Sun Belt looks cool doing it. This, this past year, I watched it because freaking Appalachian State, or Appalachian State, I'm sorry, Appalachian State and Louisiana, that looked good. App was in all black with the, uh, you know, the, the yellow trimmings. Lafayette, yeah, Lafayette was in all red with the white trimmings look hot? Why can't the Mac look hot? Uh, the other two debates that I tend to find myself in whenever I talk to friends about what we want on the Mac Championship game, one of them is do we want it on a Friday night where it's obviously the end of the work week, uh, maybe people that <coughs> that live a few hours away, let's say in Kalamazoo, uh, you don't want to fight traffic at at work at 5 p.m. if you can't get off work earlier, you couldn't take the day off. Uh, 
that's that's a crappy drive to make, especially in the cold. And that's just Kalamazoo I'm talking about. I'm not mentioning people in Buffalo or Athens or Akron. Literally farther than that, Ball State. So it's obviously inconvenient for, for Fridays for a lot of reasons. Uh, Saturdays, it's obviously more convenient. You know, you put it there. People can drive overnight if they have to. They can get a late hotel. Uh, they can just wake up, go to the football game, hang out in Detroit, and uh, drive home that night. And it's just... You know, quick, easy stay in Detroit. Maybe you're celebrating the rest of the time. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're just, uh, I don't know, crying in a bar in Detroit and then driving five hours back home. We've all been there. But the thing that you lose out of, well, I don't know if the fans lose out of it, but the Mac might lose something out of it, is that the Mac gets, on Saturday, they were, when, uh, who was it that played on Saturday a couple years ago? Uh, oh, that was the Toledo Akron game. That was on a Saturday, and it was on ESPN two. On I think it was at noon. I think it was a noon kick, and it was great. But at the same time, the AAC championship game was going on, and that was a banger. Uh, and you don't want to lose out on that. You don't. You don't want to lose out on that spotlight. That's why they, they had the Friday. And I think that's why they wanted to go back to Friday. is because they were on ESPN and they just don't have to share the airtime with much of anybody. Other than the Pac-12, but the Pac-12 sucks and it's way later, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, me personally, I'm in the indifferent category mostly because uh, my availability opens me up to be able to watch it of on that Friday night or Saturday. So it, for me, it personally doesn't matter, but I can see that Saturday might be a better move. But I kind of wanted to, I'd rather talk to someone more corporate about this to, just to hear their mumbo-jumbo and why, I don't know what the, the financial difference is between having the MAC championship game on Friday night versus Saturday at noon featuring Akron. And this third bit of discussion is always the, the most fun. Uh, the MAC championship game wasn't always a thing. It was, you know, back back in the olden days, back in the 1996 of the world. Um, you, you just kind of go off standings and see who finished the regular season with the best record, and then that was about it. And then in 97, they decided to finally have the games. And in 97, 98, 99, and 2000, all the games were in West Virginia and Huntington because Marshall hosted them all. And then the year after that, Toledo hosted Marshall. The year after that, Marshall hosted Toledo. The year after that, uh, the 20th-ranked Bowling Green hosted 13th-ranked Miami uh, at Dwight Perry. And since then, 2004 on, it has always been at Ford Field. Uh, good, good place to get everyone inside, get out of the cold experience Detroit, which wasn't great in 2004, a lot better now in 2018, 2019. Listen, I've lived near and around Detroit basically my entire life, all but, what, like 15 years, well 15 years, 15 months rather, when I lived in Indiana, and I guess a few years when I lived in Ypsilanti, um, but even then that's not too far from Detroit. Um, I feel very biased towards Detroit. I love Detroit. You know, it's what I grew up with. It's 
with what I've experienced. Um, so having the MAC Championship game, the conference that I care most about, the sport I, I love watching the most right now, um, in this the venue that's right near me, that's very convenient for me to go to, that I enjoy going to, that I have a, a lot of fun going to every time I'm there. Uh, you know, I like it. I personally like it. It affects my life in a positive way. I went to Eastern, so if MAC teams kept hosting their championship games, I would be SOL. But if you don't know much about uh, the MAC campuses, uh, here's one thing that you need to know. They all, well, I don't know, pending Miami. Not really sure where they fit into this equation. But for the most part, these schools attract a bunch of hipsters. And what's more hipster than having the MAC Championship game held at Ford Field? Not having it held at Ford Field. And if you're a MAC football fan, you're kind of a college football hipster in and of itself. But the MAC Championship game, um, it would be cool to have it on campus sites. It would be cool if, you know, NIU and Bowling Green could have uh, exchanged this championship game for a few years. That would have been really fun. It would have been cool to see Buffalo host it uh, this year. It would have been cool to see Western host it uh, a couple years ago in 2016 when they were the G5 representative to go to the Cotton Bowl. It would have been cool to see, I don't know, literally just to keep this tradition going of always having this championship game um, gone to campus sites. It would have been cool to bring out the most in fans, but it's not like this is a conference that brings out the most in fans or brings out fans in general. Um, attendance has been bad. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring up raw data because I don't I don't care that much. We all know that attendance isn't always great in the conference. Sure, Toledo does fairly well for itself. But for the most part, all the stadiums are not always packed. It is not the same sort of vibe that you get at the Big Ten venues. Um, I'm just kidding. That has Maryland in it, doesn't it? But I'll put it to you this way. Uh, the Mac clearly likes having this game played on a Friday night. And if it were played at Fort Field or elsewhere, let's say at um, Husky Stadium, if NIU were to host it this year, don't you think that the Mac would have this game played on a Friday night? Isn't that what you already hate? The Mac really does not care about fans in the stands. The MAC really does not care about that at the championship level. The, the MAC doesn't truly care about that at the bowl level either. And, you know, it's fine if that's the case. I get that the MAC is not the most money-making conference there is. I mean, it's just the G5, and we're not the American, so I get it. Everybody knows that. Literally, nobody doesn't Nobody shouldn't get that. If you don't get that, then just don't get on the message boards, please. Just don't annoy everyone else's time with your with your jargon of not understanding. 
But if the Mac is going to keep having this game on a Friday, keep having the Tuesdays and the Wednesday nights, and I know I'm kind of getting off track here, but I'm trying to relay this to the fact that if this game was held on campus site, it wouldn't it wouldn't be on a Saturday. It would be on a Friday. They would do it because not because of the the, the atmosphere or whatever. It's just because you know ESPN or ESPN two. That's where their decision making really is. It's just the TV deals, and the Mac truly just needs to be a little bit more upfront about that and not boast itself saying, "Oh, anytime, anywhere, we'll play anyone at any time, any place." Because if that were the case, you truly would play it anywhere on any day. But it's always going to be specifically Friday Night Detroit. Also, there's uh, this one little thing called uh, a press box. I don't know how many media outlets would go to, let's say, Buffalo Stadium this past year to cover the NIU-Buffalo game. Uh, I would not have. I definitely went this past year because, like I said, I live within an hour's drive of Ford Field, so, duh, why wouldn't I? But, uh, yeah, I don't know how many blogs and other beat writers are going to make the trip all the way from DeKalb or anywhere else in the Midwest to uh, Buffalo, New York in December on a Friday. Not sure how many people can swing that. Um, Ford Field, they do a pretty good job of, uh, packing the press box, and it's big enough to accommodate everybody. I don't know if Bull Stadium can accommodate a lot of bodies that would want to go cover Buffalo's incredible run at Buffalo's incredible run at getting to a a 10-win season, um, going for its first championship game since 2008, um, especially with high-flying NFL players like Tyree Jackson, Anthony Johnson, K.J. Osborne, who he wasn't on his way out yet, but, you know, you, you saw the potential in him. Khalil Hodge, Chuck Harris, uh, the running back, the freshmen were looking good, Kevin Marks, Jarrett Jackson, James Jack, Jackson, <laughs> Jarrett Patterson, and James Patterson, uh, the running back and linebacker twin brothers. You know, Buffalo was a really exciting team, and I don't know if having it at... Uh, a campus, uh, campus venue would have brought out the most of them via media attention. I wonder if that is a serious concern for the MAC, and I wonder if the MAC is telling these schools, "Hey, uh, get better there, build bigger boxes." But you know, the teams at the same time have to put the product on the field for there to be the media attention. And, you know, there's a lot of other things going outside of Buffalo to that uh, that are affecting the media. It's not like Buffalo can fund more journalists at the Buffalo News or start another news organization in Buffalo uh, to cover that team. Uh, you know, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, there's the, the media market has to figure itself out, you know, not just in Buffalo. I'm, not, I'm just not pointing out Buffalo for any reason. Just, you know, we're just already at there, but even like, you know, in DeKalb and Muncie and Eastern, Central, like the, all these hubs, you know, the reporters there, they're losing their jobs, they have two things to do, they're not only covering just the one team or the one school or whatever, 
getting media attention very locally at these these places, these very, you know, sometimes out-of-the-way programs, you know, like Muncie, Mount Pleasant, DeKalb, um, Akron's another one that comes to mind that doesn't get a ton of media attention. Eastern's really bad with it, too. It's not easy to do, so maybe it's better to just have everyone meet up in Detroit. You know that the Detroit News can't miss that. You know that the free press really shouldn't miss that. Um, and you expect, you know, the, the big paper guys at the, you know, in Cleveland to make the drive too. So that's just, you know, a problem in and of itself. Um, I don't really know how all that can be figured out, but having the championship game on campus sites would undoubtedly be cool, right? Uh, it also might be cold out, so there's that. I don't like cold football games. I'm a wimp. But yeah, those are uh, those are three of the main talking points I usually go to when it comes to improving the the championship game. The the latter two are, uh, you know, those are more political and kind of harder to deal with. But seriously, the color rush—it's so easy. You just gotta tell the equipment guys, and who wouldn't get down with that? It just look, would look so freaking nice. The uniforms do look good around the Mac. I mean. How many bad uniforms are out there? I know Bowling Green's got it really bad with just having orange and brown to work with. If you're not Reese's, you, you can't pull it off. Um, but And I use, I like their uniforms usually. Um, actually, I think I've always liked them. I don't remember. You'd have to go back some years for me to find some NIU uniforms that I didn't like. Western Michigan, they've been looking pretty decent too. I love Eastern's uniforms. Akron's uniforms look great. Kent State's look sharp all the time. Um, Miami, they look kind of cool, but, you know, I'm talking about the Mac Championship game here, and I'd rather speak more confidently about Kent State. We don't have to conform to the, to the, to the, to the football gods that don't exist, that we had one team in colors and one team in white, because that is how it always is, because, no, that's, that's just not it, man. No, we, we, no. We wear things that we like because they look cool, you know? Why do you wear your clothes? Because they look cool. That's why you bought them. Like, hey, congrats on your season. You have to wear the white uniforms, which may or may not be the third best preset that you have in your locker room. And not your favorite one. That would have been really cool to see a color rush this past year. It just would have been so perfect. Ugh. Why? Do it, Mac. Come on. I, I will press this at Media Day, hopefully. But until then, I'm Alex Alvarado, and thank you for listening.